Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com. Oh, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm all this news. This new song was tripping me up. All right, here we go. Aloha and welcome to another episode of the Rainbow Wrap Up. We are just laughing over here because we're doing some tinkering in the back, um, behind the curtains. So much going on. So much upward and um, upward movement going on here at Hawaii Sports Fans. We're excited about this year. We're excited about what we're going to talk about today, and I'm excited about the people that I'm going to be doing it with. And of course, it's going to start with our boy, Sean Iman. What's up, Sean? What's up, Wayne? I like the new place. Very nice. Yeah, not, not bad, <laughs> right? Not too shabby. Um, and of course, we got the one and only, Lao Lao Head Shane I know What's up, Shane? What's up, boys? Good to be back. It's been a few weeks. It has been. It has been. And I mean, it's good because a lot of people are reminding us they want our content. They want us to um, be out there. So we're excited because we have a little bit of a video visual aspect to this as well. So maybe we'll start doing like Allah, New Heights, Jason and Travis Kelsey, um, do some some splits of this podcast. So um, we'll see. We're going to. You guys are just going to be blown away by what we have. Um, but speaking of being blown away, I've been blown away by my own personal sports trips. I've been lucky um, these last couple of days to be able to, um, well, recover and, and rest up because I was in Costa Rica for uh, five days. Amazing sports trip, bucket list trip, but also got to see my team, LAFC, play. Uh, got to yell, be yelled at on the streets by locals as we marched in, which was the craziest part in leaving the game earlier. Just a crazy, some crazy things that happened, but everything going back to what I love doing, sports and travel. So to bring that to you folks is what Hawaii Sports Fans is. And um, tonight, in fact, we had our first meeting of our Hawaii VIP group tour, which we hope to see our men's volleyball team repeat back to back to back, hopefully national champions. But we know nothing's set in stone, but we do have a tour going on. Go to hisportsfans.com. You can put down a refundable deposit. You can be a part of that tour. We're going to go to the Smithsonian's museums. We're going to go to memorials. Um, and we're also going to see UH Spins Volleyball make that march back to the crown again. So everything goes back to who we are as fans and what we love to do. And it starts in our childhood. And that's why I talked a lot about today in our group tour is like Hawaii Sports Fans is Wayne Cueto growing up and wanting to do these things, wanting to travel, wanting to finally let my parents you know, let them, you know, or I had to get old enough to, I didn't have to listen to my parents, but, you know, I had to really earn as a kid being able to go to games. And it's something that I always look forward to doing. So it's something that I want to pass on to other people. So that's really what Hawaii sports fans is. We got that tour going on. We got Hawaii football in Nashville, Tennessee, a rematch of this week zero of last year, week zero this year, uh, 63 to 10 last year. Uh, Lalo had that we're going to win the national championship the night before, but um, <laughs> I think we all, you know, uh, went through a long season. Let's say that. But hey, when we can go to Nashville, Tennessee, 
and play a home and home against an SEC opponent. That's still pretty good for a team because I hope we can still do those things in the future. Um, and we're going to talk about it. We're talking about UH football. We're going to talk about the AD search on June Jones um, coming back in here. But we're also going to talk about and the Aloha Stadium closure and what that meant for us, our last chance to go through the stadium and be able to um, experience the locker rooms, the field. So that was really cool. Um, and that was on February 25th. So it's been a while, and we're grateful that you guys will stick with us. Make sure you're subscribed to us. It's always easy if you can go to hisportsfans.com. There's hisportsfans.com slash podcast as well which will help um, you to get to the latest episode. Um, but if you're able to uh, subscribe on iTunes or Apple Music, or sorry, Apple Music. I've already said the wrong things. Okay, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Podbean or iHeart. There's a few places that you can subscribe and like Spotify and you can hear every new episode and I'll remind you every time. So this will be one that um, will be kind of well. We're looking back at at least the last three or four weeks since we had our last show. But on February 25th, we had the closure of the stadium, and what Aloha Stadium did was, in conjunction with our boys at Old Queen Street Stadium, uh, they also set up some displays, but. They put on a really cool, great show and even a literal show on the field. They had some entertainment, but they had um, places for cakey zones. They had a lot of photo ops. They had people kicking field goals. Um, they had two people that had a really cool picture of them on the front page of the newspaper the next day and a guy doing like a little karate kick thing. So that was pretty cool as well. Um, but for you two, I know you two were there as well. We hung out a little bit. We took a bunch of photos. We did a little um, boomerang as well where we're jumping in front of the end zone. Like I jumped. I was So for me, I was reenacting my 1999 season when I jumped on the field. That was one of my best moments at Lowe's Stadium was beating Fresno State because that worst of first, um, going to those games, as you guys know, during those van, especially the last Von Oppen year where we lost every game or – yeah, well, we went 0-12 and, and then losing the year to start the year and then finally beating Tony Romo and Eastern Illinois to get their first win. Um, that was a long season, but to end it with a championship, a conference championship, it doesn't happen very often. Uh, in the, a, a, like Not a shared one, too. We won it straight up from being the worst team. I mean, how incredible is that? Like, I don't think we realize how incredible that is even, but... For me, that was my low stadium moment. So that's what something that I wanted. I wanted to feel one of the ghosts. I wanted to feel um, as I got back there. So that little jump thing that we did was kind of my way of being able to go back to that moment in time. But for you, Shane, um, just talk about that experience being at the stadium and something. What what did you want to accomplish? I think you know when you when you when you went there when you were there. Well, I just wanted to to say my formal goodbyes. And not being in that place since what the BYU game, the bowl game in 2019, and uh, we we all never got to say our official goodbyes. So yeah, I I uh, applaud all the people involved. It was very uh, well put together. I thought um, bittersweet. 
I love seeing all the nostalgia. Shout out again to old Queen Street Stadium, and all you know, all the the um, concert photos and everything. It was cool, and just being in on the field and looking at you know the seats. I don't care how good you people think TC King is. It does not compare to Aloha Stadium. That's all I got to say. <laughs> all these people that keep saying, oh, keep it on the, keep it on campus. Keep it on. <laughs> I don't understand why they do You people. <laughs> you can't even Aloha say Stadium, those things in the same breath. Yeah. Ah, Aloha Stadium yeah. was great. Man, I thought it was an awesome venue. That's just, that's just my opinion. We Aloha Stadium gave hard rub to a lot of mainland stadiums, that mm-hmm. international so, stadiums. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm gonna miss that place, man. Truly. <clears throat> so for you, Sean, what were some of the memories dredged up, or what? What? Did, how did you feel just being there? Oh, uh, I really thought it was a very well run event. I, I like the fact that we kind of could go and just loiter and just kind of take our time to say our goodbyes. You know, I think uh, old Queen Street, they did an awesome job with all the memorabilia <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had never been underneath the stadium, like in the locker room area. So that was like, I didn't realize there was so much office space and mm-hmm. just all that stuff underneath. I had never been under there. Wow. I can't believe you've so, never been there. Wow. I had crazy. never been under there. Wow. So, you know, just, just to see all the old, you know, all the old stuff and it just, it brings back memories. And, and just the fact that, you know, I got to hang out with you. We had our, like our illegal tailgate party. in the parking <laughs> Yeah. Lot it was awesome. Like, we had our tailgate for an hour or so. So we got to see, you know, uh, Mike flew in, Aaron was, in there and like to hang out with all you guys it was it was really special so i just i wish i could have shut it down but i, I had a prior engagement but i thought it was a really well run event so really well we it. cracked open our rum from the right. koloa special back-to-back men's volleyball edition so shout out to fuchsia of course she loves her shout outs but she does <laughs> she does deserve one for cracking open her um, pretty expensive, yeah, <laughs> single barrel rum. So, um, but we started there. We moved over into um, the entrance by the south end zone. So that's where the entrance was. And from the very beginning, you know, it was really a moving museum. Um, and looking at old posters from from concerts, that helmet, that Damien helmet. My dad told me the story that was his friend's helmet, that devil helmet. They said it was a prototype, wow. but his friend played with it. He's like, oh, it's my friend's helmet. And he knew the story, um, and they had that on display, which was really cool. His nephew donated that helmet, according to um, the card there. But they really did have a lot of great things to look at, and a lot of people donated a lot of items. Um, Lala head, I don't know if he donated his actual Lala head, but we actually got to see it posted <laughs> for a little while. That was a great video. <laughs> um, but yeah, when, when we came out, you got to go out through the tunnel and also through the inflatable helmet, which was cool. Um, and my seats were there, uh, or used to be there because they were taken out. I saw them gone, so that was cool, and I got to pick them up. So now I have my seats from Aloha Stadium, the whole entire seat bottom as well, which is really cool, and I'm excited to have those. Or my dad, I'm sure, excited to have them 
at our house because that's where they are immediately Lenny right now. But um, it was just a good closure, I think. I mean, I feel like uh, cool seeing the team there, Coach Chang talking to us, calling us by name, one of the few people, first people we saw, he saw were us, and then before he even saw his the old teammates and the old UH fans, um, our UH um, kind of personnel that were there. But um, it rained a little bit as well. That wasn't too bad. And there was a lot of, there was beer, there was, there was, it was, it was good. It was a well, because it, it was a long event. I mean, told from beginning to end, it was like almost a 10 hour event or something, nine hour event, really, if you stayed the whole time. So, um, yeah, 10, 10 to nine, know. right? So, okay. yeah, so it was really a long event, but um, I think it was really well run and people are coming at nighttime even. So it was really good. So shout out to Los Stadium for that. Um, I got my seats. I'm excited. But, you know, we're excited about the new stadium as well. But it's hard because there's no real plan. Um, still, like we said, uh, Josh Green now has stepped back on the P3 partnership. So now, and it's funny because as he's doing it, the international media is picking up on it because people are even asking me like, oh, because U.S. men's national team, they yeah. picked up on it because I guess they've been doing some you know, small kind exploration of having U.S. men's national team come down to the stadium, which will be interesting because they don't want to play on turf. A lot of them don't want to play on turf anymore. They they prefer playing on natural grass. But um, the the international press has kind of run with that. And they don't know that Josh Green has turned down all of those renderings because none of those renderings are going to happen anymore. Maybe a, maybe a version of those renderings, but none of them are going to happen because – First of all, we're building the stadium, which is a good thing. So what Governor Green yeah. said, we have the money right now, $350 million. It's just been sitting there, hopefully earning interest. Um, <laughs> and Inflation. <if> want, <laughs> yeah, hopefully. That's why hopefully whatever they have it and they're storing it, and hopefully not just you know a savings account because they're idiots if they put $350 million into just a normal savings account, which I'm hoping they're not that stupid because you can put it in anything. But – the fact that it's taking so long, you could have put it in a CD or something and held it and gained at least a little bit of percentage off of it. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to get into the, the finances, but honestly, when people say the cost of equipment is getting higher, which is true, but if you are a smart investor, then you should have it in a financial instrument that is also earning interest um, that's going to be able to negate the cost of inflation. Um, but I don't work in government. I just you know do this podcast and go on trips. So. Uh, <laughs> but the thing is, Governor Green wants housing, so I think he'll be satisfied. In my opinion, this is what I think will happen. We're going to start with a basic stadium, which we could do a basic look at look at New Mexico Stadium. It's pretty basic, but it's not bad. It's not bad, but it's pretty basic. Even New Mexico State Stadium is pretty basic, but theirs is old. Um, New Mexico in Albuquerque, their stadium is a little bit newer, but it's it's pretty basic. But we could start with something like that. I think we should have an open end zone, personally, just a whole grassy knoll on one end zone and figure out what we're going to do from there, have fun, let people sit on the knoll or whatever. Um, but I think we're going to have start with this stadium, and then on the very lower end, they're going to try and build some high-rise high shoot for the middle class but that never happens hopefully not kakaako level but like kukui terrorists in in um, chinatown like those were 
Um, some of my friends have units there. Those were like the affordable units of the 70s. But, you know, now those are hard to get as well. So we do need affordable housing in Hawaii, obviously. I mean, <clears throat> it's hard for young people, especially, you know, people that and not even just young people, right? Everybody, even millennials, Gen Xers, like you folks. I mean, it's, it's still hard to build wealth because of just a sh housing shortage in Hawaii. So that we need to be mindful of that. And that's why Governor Green's trying to be mindful of that. But I don't know what he's well, going to do about this. Stadium. Wayne, the, the, the hard thing about me, I walked out of the stadium at 430. And the tough thing for me was knowing, knowing that the building that's probably going to replace that is n not going to be as good. It's not going to be as, you know, spacious. And, you know, it's not going to be like that. It's going to be a smaller version and it and just the uncertainty like i think if we knew i i it'd be a little bit easier but with things so much up in the air i mean does this reset the clock are, are we looking at what 2030 now instead of 2027 <laughs> i i don't i mean i don't know it's a serious question no it is a serious question and i think it, yeah. it it's important because i think green does want the stadium like i think we should at least at least I don't feel like he doesn't want to not have the stadium, which is a lot of negate negations. But at the same yeah. time, he's not willing to commit to a plan because nobody wants to be the ones that say they're going to spend all this money on this thing and still not know for certain if it's the right plan. In my opinion, like you don't need these P3s. Like, I'm, you know, Glenn Wakai would defer because Glenn Wakai believes that, you know, he wanted to get one of these renderings completed because they come with not just housing to satisfy the housing people, but also a whole district with commercial space right. and retail that, that theoretically people that live in the Aea Halava area will be utilizing seven days a week, which is up in the air as well. Right. We don't know if that's true or not, but you know, it did not prioritize parking. For instance, it did not prioritize tailgating and then Makai, who we had on this show or at least on the Wayne Cueto show which preceded this show mm -hmm. Makai said that he did not intend on having any more parking than maybe just a little bit because that's all we need in these day and age and we're going to have rail that goes there is what he said the rail and people laugh because but the rail station is basically done there if you go by Halaba yeah. it's pretty yeah. nice but I mean there's nothing to go there to now so that's why I'm saying all these government, there should be a cohesive plan. Do these people go to Japan? Do they go to Tokyo? Do they go to Taipei? Do they go to Sweden? You know, like Amsterdam, you know, they don't have to be like all these historic cities, but all these cities have one thing in common. They have a social tie that is based on a common belief that everybody should have access, first of all, to all the spaces, especially public spaces. But also there should be, adequate transportation on that uh, one can uh, assume on their own to get the places and that these places will be like in japan right where the tokyo dome is there's like a little circus thing around it as well there's like uh i don't know if you guys have been to tokyo um yes. you know how they have that amusement park so it's not like mm -hmm. everybody's gonna want to go to the amusement park but at least it'll keep Tokyo Dome area lively on non-game days, yes. right? So that's why they have that around there. They have like the place where you play Sega games and 
Uh, Tokyo is just so amazing. Uh, I love that city. But anyways, <laughs> I love my time in Costa Rica. I literally I'm still trying to like take myself out of that. It was so crazy. But, you know, like we need to those places plan things like this, like as a whole government, not just a few fractions like fighting, because really it was Glen Wakai. Then they had this series of this committee. Yeah. For years that were getting paid good salaries, six figure, high level six figure salaries to be on this committee to plan the stadium that now we threw away all the plans for. <laughs> that's Hawaii. That's that's government action. That's what I'm saying. Like these guys can waste money. Like it's so easy. And then they're like, oh, well, we can't build. We can't start because we don't know if we're going to waste. Like we've been wasting money. It's just a continual waste of money. And the thing is, like, I really hope that they can bring in this rugby and soccer. If they're catching the wave, it would be a good time. But who, in a way, is leading that charge either? You can't just have Glenn Wakai hosting meetings with, you know, the whatever. That's not his job. He's a it's senator. Just... He's not trying to broker relationships for, you know, leagues. But that's what they're trying to use. That's why the international media is picking up on it. If you're hearing stuff from Guardian, if you're hearing stuff from, you know, British press, it's because of the U.S. men's national team news. So, anyways, that's the stories with the stadium. All of this is just adding to the plate of the next UHAD, who is um, still not being named or still – I don't know where they are in the process. So they're still taking applications, what the deadline was. But we know that there is a committee. We know that Laura Beeman was on it and um, – Charlie Wade is on it, which has been criticized, but also the entire committee has been criticized. And June Jones was somebody that went on the news and criticized the at least racial makeup of it as well. Um, given that so many of the student athletes on campus are Polynesian and black, which is an interesting, I mean, it's not a, it's not a unfair. I don't think June Jones should be calling, be the one always calling out racial, um discrimination even though it does exist for sure um but you know if he's trying to be a good ally then i i'll give him credit for that but at the same time um he wasn't the only one to criticize the team um Artie wilson put out a statement and i'll just read from it as well he said while we are excited at the change in leadership could mean for our beloved athletes in hawaii ohana who cheered them on we are concerned that the really recently announced committee will not result in the selection of a new ID who can represent the wide range of sports and diverse student athletes. We applaud the committee's makeup representing gender equality, but where is a voice, for example, representing our UH football warriors and men's basketball programs? And what is so egregious, the ethnic diversity that is Hawaii so non-existent in the selection committee. There are no Polynesian or African-American advisory committee members. This is a direct affront to all men and women of color especially those who have graduated from UH, representing UH through sports, that not one person was deemed qualified or appropriate to sit on such an important committee. So that's one of the criticisms. So they say it's very simple. Look at the population. You should, you know, make that representative in the committee. Um, We refuse to sit and stand silent and allow another day to go by. We don't have a seat at, at the table, right? Um, Foot, football so. should have a voice. They they're the ones pulling the athletic department financially. Yeah, like usually. Yeah, yeah. and it's surprising that there were no football on it. Um, I will say so. This was signed by Artie Wilson, 
This was signed by Rick Blangiardi, the mayor of Honolulu, who went on the yeah. news even and said he wasn't mayor speaking. He was speaking as alum. But that's interesting. That's only those two. But then you got Rich Miano, who is a current color analyst of the football team. Then you got Jesse Sapolu, who is a legend, NFL legend, Hall of Famer. You got Nani Cockett, who was just inducted into the Circle of Honor nice. alongside yeah. a certain AD. You got June Jones, obviously. You got Dietrich Collins, Parker. Uh, you have George Lumpkin, a legend there as well. You have Hallams, Kavika Hallams. Derek Branch signed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kalia McGee, Jeremy Robinson, Tim Shepard, Adam Leonard. So this has significance. What the committee did do was add Ashley Lely as another member. So that satisfies a lot. He's a former black student athlete, um, played in the NFL, but also a guy that's pretty close to the program. So I don't think he's not a guy that was signed this document. And I think that's obvious why. Um, but with all of this that's happening, I guess, Sean, what is your take and what have you been feeling as I'm reading those things? Just my gut feeling is UH already knows what they're going to do. And like Ashley was brought in to just rubber stamp whatever it is that they're going to do. They already know what they're going to do already. So it's just a dog and pony show. So that's, I, I hope I'm wrong and like I'm pleased with the, whoever they hire as AD. They, you know, swing for the fences, but... I'm just bracing myself for disappointment. That's just how that's that's what I've been doing for for months now since before Christmas. So. <laughs> how about you, Shane? No, I'm on the same boat as Sean. I've been saying it for a while now. I think this is all just a formality, uh, and how it, everything with UH has always been sold non-transparent yeah the transparency is always the thing that i say like we're always left in the dark like we have no clue what's happening with the ad search the stadium does this like and i i keep saying it's so hard to be a uh fan you know and yeah but we still do it and it's just like it's so frustrating it's like so I, I think they know who they're gonna hire as well. Yes, I agree. Um and you know, you know, when it's University of Hawaii, I, I I would hope that you would have people in you know in the board of directors or whoever in the high places of UH be local people that know the culture that know the people that know the needs and desires of the fan base. It's like, listen to us. Don't just blow us off. Like every time, like we say, Oh, we like tailgating. We like tailgating. Nah, nah, nah. We don't need in this day and age. No need. Like what? You guys just whatever, man. And like, even like this Eric Matthews guy that got promoted to the marketing director. I mean, uh, I don't even know what he does. And it's like, is he even local? No, right? No, he's from Kentucky. So, yeah, see, so, I mean, I don't want to. I'm pretty sure he's qualified to do what he needs to do. But at the same time, I wish we would have more local people in those positions, you know? 
Yeah. And I've been complaining about our marketing for a long time. Like we have no good fan gear to buy. Our apparel is so gross. <laughs> you know, just to get the promotions to build our fan base has been lagging for so long. So it's like, come on, man. Something got to change or else we'll say bye to our whole program forever, you know? Shane, H-Zone had Adidas jackets. Go get them. Oh, Adidas jackets? They had Adidas Maybe jackets. Maybe that's why, because the, um, the last volleyball game we went to, uh, shout out to Sean for the tickets, um, yeah. the UCLA game. So when I went, I was going to go into the um, eight zone at the arena and had one line of people to get in. I was like, oh, I guess I'm not going in there. But, oh, maybe they were looking for those Adidas jackets. Well, the thing is, like, when we talked about we think it's already a setup. You look at, you brought up Eric's name. I mean, Eric was assistant SID, and they just moved him into marketing. They didn't look outside of what they already had. Mm -hmm. So there's no fresh ideas being brought in. Eric already had a platform. So we're not really doing anything but shifting people around and. That's why it looks like it's going to happen, too, with the AD show. I'm sure there's, like you said, a lot of aspirational people ready to assume the AD job. And it'll be sad, honestly, if it's going to be somebody that is already within the department because we already know what to expect. And the the, the, the department the and the entire people. university could yeah. use an infusion of talent, of youth, of energy. Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't necessarily need June Jones, but we need June Jones to speak up for people who aren't being heard a part of this process. June Jones may not himself be a candidate for AD, but what he's saying is like people like him couldn't even apply if they don't have these minimum requirements, which were set up so that only certain people yes. could qualify for this job. So, yeah. It does look like a setup, but nobody can say anything mm -hmm. except people like June Jones, people like Artie Wilson. And Artie Wilson and Rich Miano. Rich Miano already knows that Dave Matlin and doesn't like him because Dave Matlin told June Jones that he can't have him on his staff. We know this because it was in the news. They all reported this. Right. So we already know that. But we also know that Artie Wilson and, you know, he, he's as a color analyst for U.S. men's basketball and for, you know, these people are – very prominent voices that are still around the program actively. So still I think that does carry some weight. It does carry some weight, mm -hmm. but at the same time, UH is good at silencing or, you know, yep. um, basically erasing people that they don't want to be around the program. And that's why yep. um, we didn't see Colt Brennan around the program a lot because, you know, they basically didn't want him around the program, but they were right there when he died to finally give him the accolades he wanted or we wanted to see for him that he deserved. First of all, he deserved, but we waited, you know, till he had to die because that's what they did. They worry about putting themselves in these accolades and in these circles, but guys like Cole Brennan, no, you got to die first. Um, and that is so sad. And mm -hmm. nobody else is going to say it in any of podcasts locally or UH related because people don't want to say what's really up. And um, I would listen the things that the three of us who've been through the ringer for this program, who travel, who have been doing things at home. There are a lot of people like us as well. We're not the only ones who are doing this, not putting ourselves out there. 
on a platform, but we are creating, and what we've done here is create this platform to let people know that they should be listening to people like us. They should be listening to the everyday fan, the people that have been through the program through thick and thin, and the people that deserve better because the trajectory the school is on right now, it doesn't, it's not positive. We don't even know where the stadium is. The on-stadium thing is yeah. not working. And people just want to keep pushing and pushing it because they want to deflect. And that's the sad part. We, <laughs> that stadium's not working. Just not. T.C. Ching, you can't even see the score. Mm-hmm. Like how sad. We don't even complain enough about the fact that you can't see the score when you go to that game. <laughs> yeah. People are on their phones to know the score. Let me say this loud and clear to people listening to this podcast. You yeah. Luckily, we have people like Brad who brings his, iP- his iPad because Brad is mm-hmm. showing us the score through his ipad <laughs> literally and telling oh, us how much time is left well what's the newest rumor is that the they can't hang the the scoreboard on the yeah left? so they can't hang the well they they have no plan i guess of how they're going to be able to move the scoreboard yet so we don't know if it's going to be ready by the first game which at home game which is september 1st i believe the stanford game so yeah I mean, it's not surprising, but we're supposed to have 15,000 chairs. <laughs> but even with 15,000 seats, I don't know how we're going to fill them. I don't know who's going to come. Who's going to come? How are we going to add? Nah, I think for Stanford, we'll have... But other than that, because uh, Stanford, right? It'd be like, ooh. Yeah, Stanford was going to bring their local people. That's when Stanford's yeah, going to yeah, have yeah. probably 5,000 people himself. Yeah. So... But yeah, I agree. Can't see the score and the seats are so squishy and uncomfortable. Like Aloha Stadium, I could sit in my seat the whole game through the halftime show. Everything was comfortable. This one, oh, I got to go down and walk around kind of plenty because it's like my back sore and I got to stretch my legs, you know. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's like, oh this thing. So I got to keep going up, down, up, down. It's just, it's too squishy. Uh, but, um, and like I said, I, I'm trying to be positive. I'm not trying to be the negative Nancy or anything, but we all want change. We've seen how this program is just steadily going downhill. We, we want change. We, we want to be proud of UH. And we need new ideas. We need creative minds. We need so many things. We, we can't rely on volleyball and women's basketball to buoy our, our athletic <laughs> exactly, program. Right? We need a exactly. strong football and bas- men's basketball program. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Well, once women's again, basketball. Once again, the yeah. uh, men's is one and done under Gannat. And it's true because we are proud of our women's, definitely proud of women's basketball. Obviously, extremely yeah. proud of men's volleyball, but those sports are really fringe sports in the in the grand yes. scheme of things. Men's football is your most important, is our definitely most important sport. And it's mm-hmm. sad that it's not being taken as serious because if we're allowing ourselves to play at TC Ching under those conditions and really nothing really changed from year one to year two in TC Ching either that the whole off season and what changed, it's not even a nice field. Like aesthetically, it's not even nice. 
maybe the field alone, the field itself is nice, but around mm -hmm. it, it doesn't it looks kapakahi. It looks like stuff thrown together. That's what it looks like. And mm -hmm. it's embarrassing. Like, I mean, you can only throw, have excuses for so long. And so I guess with this new one with the concourse, in addition, that'll be nice, but it's just going to expose the gaps because it's not going to sell out. It's, it's not, mm -hmm. there's nobody being marketed towards and people are leaving every year, dropping their season tickets. So um, yeah. it's sad because the school doesn't care because people who are in their jobs know that those numbers, those metrics don't affect whether they get paid or not. Mm -hmm. How convenient is that? You don't have to be accountable. Mm -hmm. um, I just came but from Costa Rica I, and the freaking coffee fields. They charge the Nicaraguans per basket of coffee beans to pick, not per hour. It's like, if you want to do work, production. you should be productive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What were you saying, Sean? Sorry. Oh, I, what was I going to say? Uh, I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anything left to add, Shane? No, uh, it's just good, good getting back together with you guys, man. Getting all our uh, ranting and raving out, but no, good. But uh, good luck to the Wahine tomorrow. They got uh -oh. they got a big, big task ahead. Um, but uh, what was impossible? What a coaching job! What a coaching oh, job by Demon to get that team into the into the tournament. Yep. With all those injuries, a lot of adversity. They had some ladies step up. So. Yeah, but I was watching. Yeah, really them. amazing. When I think uh, they said that they're twenty nine point. Yeah. Under yeah. Right. <laughs> oh my god! For a basketball game. But no, that's how last they, year against Baylor was about that. that. Yeah. yeah, they can just play loose. There, nobody expects them to win. So just yeah, exactly. go play. Ball out, man. Yep. Not just play. Lose. Nobody Anything can happen. It's March. March Madness. Um, we got a lot to look forward to because March and April, then May, June, July, August. We already got UH football. So come hang out with us. Make sure you subscribe to this channel. Come come fly with us to hisportsfans.com. Make sure you join our mail list. We've got a lot of people joining. Uh, really excited about everything coming down the pipeline. And hopefully a lot more additions and updates soon. So make sure you check it out, hisportsfans.com. And of course, follow us on Instagram, at hisportsfans, because we do a lot of updating there as well. And on Facebook, Hawaii Sports Fans on Facebook, on Twitter as well. Uh, mahalo to Shane and Sean. Uh, this is Wayne. Come join us every week. We'll see you again next week. Take care. Aloha. We miss you, Timmy. Aloha. Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com. Haven't you ever just wanted to experience SoFi Stadium, the building, the atmosphere, the electricity, but just didn't want to deal with the parking and all the planning that went along with it? Well, that's why Hawaii Sports Fans is here. We got the best tickets, the best seats for you. Plus, we got your transportation, we got your parking, we got all the little pilikia that you don't want to worry about. Let us deal with all that humbug because that's the difference at Hawaii Sports Fans from any other company is that we're going to get you that fan experience that you really can't get anywhere else. It's going to be a private experience. It's going to be a lot of VIP amenities, 
of course, wherever we go, because you are the VIP when you come with white sports fans. Uh, but we just want you to make a memory and have fun. And that's the most important thing. You're going to put that money down. We want you to have fun and have something to look back on and reflect on for the rest of your life. So check us out, hisportsfans.com, hisportsfans.com. Or check us out on social media, at hisportsfans on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Hawaii Sports Fans. Come find us, come connect with us, and come join us on the road because there's really, really nothing like it. We've been doing it for 10 years now. It just keeps getting better.